Hey, welcome into episode 114 of Living Off the Land. This is not Dan this week. My name is Ryan, for those of you who don't know yet. Tonight we talk a little bit about the beer of the week. Jimmy gets us all caught up on all things Cleveland. And then we go ahead and talk a little bit about baseball for all of 30 seconds before we fall into some NBA talk, work our way back to some baseball, and then uh, cover the Browns for a little while. Towards the end of the episode, Jordan's going to go ahead and review the Lakewood Truck Park, and uh, that's going to be about it. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. Buddy, I am not Dan. Uh, for the first time, I don't know, maybe ever. Have you always done the intro? Uh, maybe <laughs> like every time, but like three. All right, there we go. I well, always ask if anybody else wants to do it. It's I'm not in. like I'm like I'm in. I'm doing it. Yeah. Well, my name is Ryan. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hey, uh, Ryan. Hey, how we doing, Jordan? Good. <laughs> I got <laughs> to my left. We're gonna go around the room here. We got Dan and Jordan what and up? Jimmy, and we are gonna talk a little bit about uh, some beer and. Some local Cleveland things. We got a whole lot going on tonight. Uh, we're going to go around the room. We are drinking Fly from Hazy Pale Ale. So while we were away uh, and doing all of the remote um, episodes, we were all getting our own beer, which was fun because we got to surprise each other and talk about what we liked and didn't like. Uh, but at the end of the day, with so many episodes in the books, we are tearing through beers that way. So we're back on track <laughs> yeah. with sharing beer. Yeah, we need to do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, for everybody. We're, we're, at, we're, we're actually doing the beer of the week again. It's yeah. officially the beer. <laughs> not it's not beers four beers of the week. Of the week. <laughs> we are drinking Fly by um, uh, what, what is it? North High. North High. Right. So North High. Down to Flavor Town. Down to Flavor Town, USA. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our new, our new <laughs> or, or if nobody's paid attention to the news today, uh, Columbus. Yeah home of uh the the mayor of flavortown himself guy fieri yeah, which i had no idea until today i did not know he was a columbus name. I, I always I, thought he was then, from like california no no because he is he grew up in the bay area or something but apparently he's, he's a columbus from native. columbus okay because i know that that he's a warriors fan and i thought it was like yeah. oh yeah, but him. no but it was actually because he lived he like that's where he's oh yeah was raised he's definitely a cali boy yeah yeah um, but that's cool he's from here i don't know all right yeah. i don't i don't want columbus renamed flavor town anymore yeah. <laughs> if he's a warrior fan <laughs> i think associated with the warriors new no. no. um but i went with this one uh one because it's a hazy pale ale uh, and i'm a sucker for those and two it's got a really cool old-timey looking baseball player on it which if anyone's been listening the past few weeks in particular you know that i've got some strong feelings about good old my dear friend rob manfred yeah robert manfred the state of affairs in baseball which trust me we're going to get to later in the episode uh but let's go around a little how are we feeling about it dan what are you thinking so it's very good when you originally brought it and i looked at it for whatever reason i thought it was a hazy ipa i didn't it's a pale ale it's a hazy pale ale which i don't think i've ever had before similar um, yeah, it's similar. I think, There's a little... did I give you the um, Jackie O's Who Cooks For You? No. Okay. I, I honestly... we, no, we have had that. No, <laughs> I, no, I thought we, I... <laughs> that was a Beer of the Week once. I didn't have it. Might I have brought it as Beer of the Week once. This oh, was like probably a year ago. Well, I didn't we have it. had a lot of beer. <laughs> no, the, it was definitely like, it was back sure. when we would do it as the Beer of the Week. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Maybe it was one of the two episodes that I haven't done. It could be, I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I've ever had Jackie O's in my entire life. Really? Yeah. 
I know for a fact it's I've a brought... brewery, right? I've... Uh, no, it's Athens. Athens, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. I know for a fact <laughs> I've brought at least two of their beers as beer of the week yeah. before. Regardless, yeah, who yeah, cooks yeah. are you is also. Right. You know what? We've done 114 of these now. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, so true. much. There's beer. no way I can remember every single beer. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So Jason, um, very good. Thoughts. Yeah, I like it. Uh, swing for the fences. It says. Uh, when swing field, for the fences. When fielding a North High fly, huh, get it? It rhymes. <laughs> Always remember to catch it with two hands. Attention to the fundamentals make makes better beer. That objectively doesn't make sense yeah i don't know but, what that means um, but hey <laughs> sure if it uh, hey in this case it made for a pretty good beer so yeah, i'm not mad about it uh yeah no very good very good nice choice i like the can yeah the baseball the guy sweet stash that's i'm starting to be able my mustache is finally getting <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i need to get a little bit you. uh i need to get a little bit of wax but i'm finally ryan, able to get a little twist ryan this could be you i'm hoping yeah, yeah. you'd have I'm to cut uh, the hair no, you yeah, definitely have some good twists going on it's pretty wild i'm a big fan of this beer I've actually never, I thought I've had this one before. I've never had this specific beer before. I'm glad I did, though, because I've, I've seen the can before, and, I, and I've always liked it. Uh, I agree that the, the can art's amazing. It's very drinkable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's got a nice, it's got a nice combination of being drinkable and also having that punch that mm-hmm. pale ales and IPAs yeah. and those type of beers have. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is good. I was just telling Jen the other day about this. Like, I've wanted to, you know, have a beer and hang out. The weather's been nicer. Um, but I've got, I still have a bunch of, like, uh, King Sue and some other, you know, IPAs and double IPAs. And it's like, on an 80-degree day, I don't want to well, sit out in the sun and drink an 8% yeah, yeah, yeah. double IPA. Double IPA. Like, yeah, yeah, right, those exactly. are some of my favorite beers, but it's just, like, right. I'd rather have, like, a White Claw out in the sun yeah. or, you know, like a, there's no a, laws. a Land Shark. Ain't, ain't no laws. Dude, I will, yeah, I will say I a, a beer that doesn't get enough credit are on a hot summer day are Land Sharks. Yes. yes. I love Land Sharks. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. Yeah. Yeah. thousand percent agreed, Dan. I would almost take it over Corona, and I swear to God. I would swear to God. Landshark is very good. Yeah. Very underrated. Very I put it head to head with it. I don't know if I'd go one. I'm pretty indifferent, I suppose. But yeah. But for it. this one, you know, as the design enthusiast connoisseur I yeah, am, just, with well, the one year of experience I have. I trashed Market Garden for their can. <laughs> I think it, trash is a very strong uh, word. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> strong feelings about the font choices. Yeah, the topography was a bit <laughs> off. Um, That's exactly how I said it. A bit off. A bit off. A bit uh, off. I love the color scheme. Design's very simple. Uh, definitely does look like Ryan if he was born in the 1920s. Um, I thought it was a hazy IPA. I thought it was an IPA as well. But uh, I don't think I could tell the difference between a pale ale and an IPA, so I'm just not yeah. going to stop lying. Bonus um, <laughs> points for the honesty. Mm. He's still young and he's still it's, learning. I mean, Very it's, good. Yeah, it's only uh, 5.4%. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> so much bubbly. Um, definitely going to be drinkable. I'm glad we, I'm glad I picked it up. Yeah, I think, you, would good. you guys, if you were out and you saw it, would you order it again? Definitely. Yeah, so that's it. did good, kid. Did so good. that's a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, see, good job on the beer. I'll definitely pick up a can of these on okay. the way home anyway. from work. Uh, so so our buddy Paul, after our buddy Paul World Plice, War One. Taco Paul, uh, he actually, it was a few weeks ago, he uh, raised a good question to us when, you know, we talk about these beers of the week every single week, and he's like, how many of these that you've gotten do you actually, like, get again? Like, mm-hmm. and this would definitely, like, if I were to go to a bar and I would see this, like, on the draft list, I would certainly get it. Yeah, absolutely definitely um, oh absolutely I, w- I would buy it again for like a party or something like yeah. it's, it's solid this is definitely on the buy again list yeah for sure 
Oh, Especially because I'm a huge North fan guy, big time. Or North, North, North fan, North High. He's guy. a North fan guy. <laughs> I'm a fan of the the North. He's a f- North High is what? definitely. Uh, <laughs> There's so many Jordan? words we could take that right now. Yes. Yeah. Actually, yes. Good. That, just, it took me a second. I'm like, yeah. with what's going on right now, was that a good thing to say? Uh, yes, that was actually a good thing to say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The North. Yeah. <laughs> we the North. That's the side. The there. treacherous yeah. North. Yes. We the North. The King in the North. Hey, the Toronto Raptors beat the uh, the the evil Empire. Warriors, so. yeah. That is true. Yeah. All right. All right. That had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm so. so glad you have a Kawhi on there. Oh, yeah. I did not know we had Kawhi oh, no, on the I, soundboard. It's that, that was, that, uh, for whatever reason, that sound effect is pretty uh, light, so I don't know if you guys yeah, could really hear that, but. The Kawhi. <laughs> the robot laugh. It's so good. Yeah. But, all right, so that's it for Beer of the Week. Everybody out there, it sounds like we went four for four on Would Get, a, would it, get it Again, Fly from North High. Nice work. Fly from North High. Fly I like from it. North High. So, let's go get caught up. Jimmy, what we got? Yeah, the catch-up. Hey, folks. Back again. Here we go. Number one, Andre Drummond, Cavs player, picks up his, picks up his option to stay with the Cavs, amounting to a whopping 28.75 mil. Are, are you one of those, like, pre-recorded messages that you get, like, telemarketing calls from? Andre Drummond. Cavs player. <laughs> That's like when the welcome oppo- to movie phone. Yeah, when the opposing team announces the starting lineup, you know what I mean. Like if you're uh, you're you know you're the away team and the yeah. announcer doesn't give a crap about that team and it's like checking in Andre Drummond. Yeah, but, or it's like uh, like when you're in movie theater. Everyone, yeah. please <laughs> silence your phones and get ready to enjoy tonight's feature film. What uh, what was the contract? What was what's the, what's he gonna make this year again? Twenty eight point seven five so, mil. I don't mean to hijack your your catch up real quick, but I think we w- I want to make it clear that he's not opting in to play with the Cavs. He's opting into nearly thirty million dollars. There's no universe in which he gets yeah. that contract ever again. Right, and especially so, with what's going on. Yeah, economically so that, with uh, sports. That's uh, that was him. That was him essentially saying, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not getting. Money. Yeah, <laughs> I have the option to get that. Yeah, because I'm not gonna get that anywhere else. So he's gonna stick it out with the Cavs for one more year, and then. Uh, he'll be gone. So, so there's number one. Uh, here we go. Let's move on. Four uh, as my dad's. <laughs> so let's make this uh, clear. We are in the my backyard for the second week on in the a deck. row. On and, the deck. Uh, so if you hear birds chirping, lawnmowers going, uh, trees rustling around with the wind, uh, that's not your television set. That's the podcast. And if you hear a uh, grumpy old man trying to jump in and hijack the podcast, that would be my father. Yeah, he just took pictures of us. So, uh, Anyways, moving on. Uh, four Cleveland police officers have been fired for boozing on the job. So I'm not sure if you guys heard about this story, but it dated back to September of this past fall when it happened. And um, apparently they were... Uh, they falsified their records or like their daily logs. They and they were caught on camera, of course, and I'm sure reported by uh, some, you know, bar patrons. But I'm not sure what you guys think about this. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting how things are gonna change now because with with what what's been happening in our country hadn't have happened. Um, this probably doesn't happen because, like you said, this is dating back to September. And it, it just like happened now. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, uh, police unions, and you know, I mean, what? Not to get back into the George Floyd stuff, but how does an officer with sixteen uh, 
write-ups against him still be on the force. Yeah. Yeah. Like, literally the guy that killed George Floyd. I think it was a similar situation in Atlanta with Richard Brooks. Yeah. It was the officer also mm-hmm. had multiple. And so, you know, I've said this before on my personal social media uh, accounts, and I, I think I've even talked about it a little bit on here, is I, this stuff has been happening for a long time. It's just that yeah. there's cell phones and um, – you know, recording is everywhere, and so at the end of the day, um, I'm—it's sad, and I'm not surprised. But I'm glad that there is a little bit of accountability this time. Um, and yeah, yeah. If, if in light of recent events, this this might not have even been a picked up news story yeah. back, you know, back in September, right. which again is part of the whole problem. And so I'm glad that there's some accountability. You know, I, I don't want to. There's bad apples in every crowd. Yeah. But until all of the alleged good apples start stepping up yeah. and holding right. their own accountable, um, things are really not going to change a whole lot. And so I'm right. glad that this is, again, coming to light and there's sanctions and, and people are being held accountable ultimately. Right. Well, not to, not to like, ov- overly simplify it, but it's very – like, it. you can you can look at it the same way as, like, a uh, – a, a child who acts out like if if you don't discipline them they're just going to keep doing it and doing it and doing it it's going to get worse and worse and worse until they're disciplined so if you have cops who are getting write-ups against them constantly and they're not seeing any sort of repercussions like what's to stop them from continuing to do stuff like that like I, like like i guarantee you that's not the first time that those cops have been drinking on the job oh absolutely not yeah um but that's yeah point and uh i think it was who was it will, will smith uh, was he the one who said, um, uh, we're, you know, racism isn't worse. We're just seeing it now mm-hmm. because of cameras and, you know, I don't, I'm not quoting like I, that's the that's, gist of that, what he that said. Is, no, I think I know. And I believe that is Will Smith. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's similar to this too. It's like, you know, hopefully that this stuff being brought to light now more will, um, keep police officers accountable. Cause like you said, there's, there's good. You know, there's good cops in, in every precinct, but when they do something wrong, just like any anything else, like if I got caught drinking on the job, I'd be fired. Right. Oh, absolutely. What, what makes what makes a police officer any different? It's yeah. because they have a they have they're they're unionized and they can that, protect themselves. That immunity they have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We talk a lot about you know. You know, this, we talk a lot about sports uh, on this podcast, of course, and so we talk a lot about the baseball union. But I would say between baseball and police, we've got the two strongest unions in the nation. Yeah, I don't know if you could make an argument for anybody else. No. Um, and so I think that um, unions are important, but <laughs> there is a certain point in time where you end up protecting folks that ought to be held accountable, and that's that could be problematic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so finally, let's cover this one. Um, I'm sure you all saw pictures on social media this past weekend. A Black Lives Matter mural was painted this past weekend by over 100 community members and artists. Uh, it's located on East 93rd Street, and yeah. it uh, still remains closed for viewers to go and look and you know pay homage, take pictures, and just celebrate the awesome artwork. So I'm not sure if any of you guys have been there yet or... I have not, but I did not. see that, and it was really beautiful because uh, there's been some of these. Um, Where is it? It's on, oh boy, 95th and. Something like that. 93rd. 93rd, yeah, and I don't exactly remember the other crossroad, but. Was it like Lorraine or something? Ooh, do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure, so I apologize. We 
apologize about that. We should have probably looked that up. But uh, just Google it. Like, just Google Black Lives Matter Street Cleveland, and you'll see a picture of it and pictures of it. They did a really good job with some really cool uh, designs and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. cool. To see that. It's cool because uh, most, well, at least originally, like I know Washington, D.C. was the first one. Um, they just painted it yellow. And yeah. Cleveland, it, it, it was almost like a mural on the street. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've seen photos really of cool. it, and, and yeah. it, I mean, it's it's a lot of really beautiful artwork. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Where it's, I'm just everything I'm seeing real quick. I, I looked it up, and I'm just seeing East Ninety Third Street. I'm not seeing uh, between Bessemer and uh, Heath. There you go. No, which yeah, I'm unfamiliar with, but Ninety uh, Third between Bessemer and Heath Avenues. Um, All right, uh, not to not to interrupt, and I know we're gonna talk about this, but baseball is officially back. Oh, uh, that. The deal is complete with between the MLBPA and the MLB, and uh, uh, spring trainings will reopen on July 1st. I believe, I would have to read this, but I believe they're going to reopen at their home sites. They're not going back to, like, Arizona and Florida. It's like, so, like, the Indians will have spring training at Progressive Field. Right. Which is <clears throat> crazy to think about we're having spring training. In July. June, or yeah. July. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It is nuts. It's so nuts. No, yeah, because you're right. By the time they report, it will be yeah, July. July 1st. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. Pretty so, wild. There you guys have it. There's the catch-up. Thanks, Jimmy. Now we're now that we're all caught up, let's get to it. Um, let's go. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go. <laughs> Man. Much, much play ball. Try to wait her and slut. What? I don't know. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Um, all right. Uh, well, you know, what do we, you know, since the last few weeks, we've been detailing the main sports leagues in this country and their journeys back to playing after this, uh, well, not after, because the pandemic's still going on, but um, after the pandemic started, which caused them to all shut down. So, uh, which one do we want to tackle first? Put everybody on the spot. I was say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were already talking baseball. Let's talk. Let's baseball. jump into baseball. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Let's baseball it up. All right. So, like I said, uh, this is coming from Jeff Passan. Been waiting almost three months to type this. Baseball is back. A schedule is in place. Camps will open July first. Uh, MLB PA communications. All remaining issues have been resolved, and players are reporting to training camps. John Heyman says, play ball. Hearing owners and players have worked it all out, and there will be baseball. Which, <sighs> I mean, 60 why, games. Why did, we like... have to, why did we have to wait this long for this? They could have been the only sport playing in the whole world. Yeah. <laughs> Massive opportunity. Just totally wasted. Pissed down their leg. And I get it. At first, there was legitimate concerns about the virus, as there should have been. But after a while, it well, let's became not. Clear, let's, yeah, I mean, let, let's let's call for what it is. This, yeah, yeah. The the last two months of this negotiating have been about money. The virus didn't. The virus really didn't mean that much. I mean, right, right. Yeah, they want to make sure they're safe. No, I'm talking about like the initial. Okay, yeah, delay yeah. and stuff. Well, right, yeah, shutting down and everything. But like mm. the negotiating to come back had everything to do with money. It had nothing oh, to do absolutely. with the virus. Absolutely. So and you know wherever, wherever <laughs> except for what Sean Dooley or, or Doolittle or whatever oh, yeah. was trying to yeah. make it about the virus. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if, if, I do respect him for if if right. that. You know, I, I, yeah. apparently he actually, I kind of feel like a. Butthole now because I yep. think he or someone has a 
uh, he health does. problem. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah he's yep. he's he's an at risk individual. Back. Yeah. I mean, there's there's gonna be individuals who are gonna sure. you know forego this season or quote unquote season, and I yeah. you know I'm not gonna hold that against anybody. There's gonna be a lot of guys that are entering uh, you know contract years that maybe want to avoid getting hurt or having some really bad stats. Um, there's gonna be the immune compromised guys. Excuse me. Um, and there's going to be other people who have family members that they're worried about, you know, hurting or infecting. And so, yeah, there's going to be a ton. I mean, I think at this point we have to understand that the vast majority of professional athletes are already have had it or are about to get it. Right. Like, right. let's just call it what it is mm-hmm. across all sports. Mm-hmm. There's no way with the way that this thing spreads to, to, if you go through this whole gauntlet of your, your camp, again, regardless of sport camp and your quote unquote season, how are you not going to get it? Like, yeah. I, I just, the numbers yeah, yeah. statistically, it's, it's almost impossible. So, you know, there's well, going to be a lot of guys who are going to have to be okay with that. Yeah, it's it's the it's the the initial um, coming together of all these uh, athletes that are coming from all over the country um, is where you're going to see it. Like, uh, I'm you know, once they get this season started and everybody's quarantined and stuff like that, probably won't see very many positive tests. But initially, yeah, I mean, like the NBA is. I think tomorrow is uh, teams are flying into Orlando and they're going to start testing. I think tomorrow you're going to see like a lot of NBA players is going to leak that they have it. Yeah. Um, and it could be, you know, it could be like, like, I, like, like if I'm the NBA, I would want, uh, not, not to say that you want anybody to get the virus, but, no, but if, <laughs> if I'm the NBA, I want tomorrow for guys like LeBron, Giannis, and all that, if they're going right. to get it, get it now. let's test positive right. for it tomorrow because they're still not playing for another month, so they can just quarantine right. for two weeks, get it out of their system, and then it's, I, you know, it's you good know, to go. Though, on the flip side of that, it, it's like this isn't the chicken pox when you're six and the neighbor kid has it so your mom drops you off to hang out with the neighbor kid because she yeah. wants you to get it and get it over with. Like, right. we don't know what the long-term damage of this thing is going to be. True. You know, like there could be some serious, especially professional athletes, we don't know what kind of permanent lung damage that we could possibly get. You know, yes, so far the numbers are showing that most folks under the age of 50 are ultimately okay. But, yeah, I mean, do you really want to run those risks? That's that's, that's a gamble that not everyone's willing yeah. to make. And it's easy for me, who's not a professional athlete, who has no, no stake in it, to say, yeah, right. oh, yeah, I'll just get it and get it over with. Like, yeah. not to, you know, oversimplify, but this really isn't the chicken pox. And, Speaking of uh, notable players, I don't know if you all saw, but Nikola uh, yeah. Djokic uh, got yeah. it from the out from in the Serbia. Nuggets. Yep, and he's well, he's stuck he there. Also, not taking anything seriously, apparently. Oh, really? He there's clips of him like at some club, just mm. like, and I get it. Like at some point, we're gonna have to go back and do that again. But now's probably not the time. Well, they're a lot more free spirited <laughs> out in Europe. Yeah, so, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit. So, but yeah, yeah I, I know what you're saying though. In terms of like from like putting the human side of it, you know, off in the corner objectively the teams in the league probably want their guys to either you're not get it sure that'd be preferable but if you're going to get it do it now because the last thing we need to see and and this is going to happen in the first round we're we're absolutely going to see some upsets because one some of these younger teams have nothing to lose and their backs Mm -hmm. against the corner and they're going to go you know guns ablaze and they could knock off a higher seed yeah not to mention and we talked about this a little bit yesterday what happens if you know the Clippers lose Kawhi or the Lakers lose LeBron <laughs> yep. and they end up having, That's... you know, an experienced gritty Portland team who ends up making the playoffs or if Zion and the Pelicans make it yeah. and they just decide to ball out, they could right. knock off a one, two or three seed team. Or like, yes, realistically, like there's, there's enough Western teams that 
Absolutely. If they're given an inch, they can go a mile. I mean, even the Rockets, like if, yeah. if they face a LeBronless Lakers team, like oh. or or any nobody take, will be take safe. any star off of you know, Giannis. Any, you yeah. know, what are the Bucks without Giannis? Yeah. And I know that yeah. they have a good team. I'm not trying to just no, 100 you know, downplay the rest but of the team. But man, when you take your the MVP possible MVP of the league off the team, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, so you're telling that, me. Like, I, I think that's the, that's the thing, and the weird thing, and I'm not a doctor, but the weird thing about this virus is most young, healthy people don't experience a lot of symptoms or are asymptomatic. You could have a situation where a star could feel totally fine and ready to play, but he can't because there's to. a two week. Oh, you know, quor- that would be that, the most that, frustrating. Yeah. Can you like, imagine? Because, like, when I had it, like, that was the most frustrating aspect. I was so grateful that I wasn't sick because there are a lot of people that are getting really sick. But, my word, it's such a weird feeling to f- wake up, feel perfectly fine, and, and you can't leave your house. Like, I can only imagine being a pro athlete and the league is restarting and, and you have a playoff series coming up and, and you can't do anything about it. You can't. And not only can you not play, you can't even be with the team. You're right. fully, like, sequestered. So, yeah. the NBA has its things to figure out still. I mean, I don't anticipate that they'll call it, they'll scrap it. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Let, uh, you know. What was it? Um Brian Windhorst said this morning on ESPN Cleveland, he's like, this thing is too big to fail. Yeah. There there are too many parties too invested in this uh, to make too much money. And it's, it you know, think what you want about, you know, everything be about the money or whatever, but that, that's the reality it, of the money world always, we live in. Money always wins. There's like, I think, uh, $650 million in player wages for the rest of mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the league's TV contract. And then... Uh, ESPN and Disney uh, is set to make like 150 million dollars off of this just for hosting um, the bubble because it's be- being yeah. played at uh, Disney's Wide World of Sports uh, complex and I think three different uh, arena like small arenas. Yeah, multiple hotels, multiple arenas. Um, we have. Uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, if we really think. That the league's going to shut it down entirely, I think that is a little bit naive when you look at the dollars and cents. But the other side of it is, what if you literally can't, you know, build your team? Like, yeah. what, if you can't feel, what if, like, what if there's a first round where a team has to forfeit? What do you do? Do you, right. do you, again, like we know that these players are going to be in close contact with each other. We know that they're all going to be in hotels together in some capacity. I, I just like what what happens if you have a six guys healthy on a team, or maybe they're all asymptomatic, but because they tested positive, they're shut down for the two weeks. I agree with what you guys are saying in terms of the money makes too much sense and it's too big to fail. But what if you literally can't field your roster? I, well, yeah. what, what do you think the chances are that teams are going to cover up if somebody is asymptomatic? Oh, Very high, gosh. or yeah, I mean they're going to be tempted. Depends on who sure. it is. Depends on who it is. Well, because I wonder if there's like a, there's probably going to be mandated testing. So unless yeah. we're talking about oh, the, deep cut, they like... will they will be tested every day. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you're right. Their noses are going to be off. (laughs) Obviously, the the Cavs are absolutely anything but in this thing. But, like, using the Cavs roster, if it was Kevin Love, 100% they're lying. They're going to find a way to game the system. Yeah. Uh, If it's, um, I don't know, Jetty, or if it's, uh, if it's. uh, Yeah, like like another player or something. You know. Uh, what's his face? I, I can't even think of Cavs now. That's how bad I am. Is, is Windler, Dylan Windler? Is that is that is he yep. with us? Yeah, there we go. Boom, nailed he's it. Our, he's he was our third first round pick last I like year. How, he, didn't, he didn't play a single game because of injury. I like how we started with a baseball segment and I ended up. But well, now it's about NBA. Dylan yeah, I, so 
so we need to get back to baseball. So yeah, back to baseball. So we're probably good with the NBA. Yeah, frankly, like <laughs> the NBA is. I, I agree with Winhorse and, and and you, Dan, as well. Again, it's a big, it's a monster, and there's too much money involved for them to just simply say we're not going to do it. Yeah, and my I think, concern is going to be if too many I, players end up getting it and having. They're either going to have to push the whole thing back. Yeah, or... and unless something crazy happens, you're seeing the success that's going on in Bundesliga, Premier League, and even Serie A so far. Like, I think it's going to work out. Well, so so uh, like I was saying, like it, it's the initial, uh, it's the initial piece of them getting to the bubble. I think once you get everybody in the bubble, that's true. And whoever whoever tests positive, uh, you can seclude them and quarantine them or whatever, and get over yeah. this. They're going to be tested every day, and I think. For, for their standpoint, they have to have faith in the fact that they're setting up an environment where, uh, you know, obviously nothing's going to be perfect, but it's hopefully it's a situation where they won't have mass uh, mass cases uh, after the initial, like, wave of them getting there. And, right. And, and doing all that. And, and maybe it we does never, go, We never know, but... Yeah. And maybe it does go back to ultimately what you're talking about, where... Everybody just kind of says, "Hey, you're probably going to get it, so let's chickenpox method this thing and yeah, get the, it now, get it out right. of your the, system." The only the only part of this whole thing that kind of bothers me, and we'll go to baseball after this, but um, so their families supposedly are going to be allowed into the bubble in August. Now, what happens if you know are they going to get tested before they get into the bubble and anybody who has it they're not let, they're not going to let them in i would because have to imagine it, that because if be you let case. people it, it 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 ceases to become a bubble if you just let people in and then test them well yeah because then you could have mass uh, mass infections mass contractions of this virus and then it could really screw up screw yeah, it up i don't think there's any way that yeah. So even I, even if you don't test positive, if you're even if your temperature is even a little bit too high, mm-hmm. I can imagine them saying like, unless yeah. you are, you test positive and are entirely asymptomatic, you're you don't even have a chance. Yeah. And they'll test well, you again and I, again and again until until the two weeks is up and I, then you're allowed in. I could imagine too that any sickness is going to be auto. They're going to probably like if someone comes down with a cold or some sort of flu-like symptoms. Um, I think you're going to see them immediately be isolated. And obviously, they're not going to move from their isolation until they're, they confirm it is or isn't corona. You know, I mean, that's kind of obvious, but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's. So that's. That's, that's kind of the NBA. Yeah, that's basketball. <laughs> we started with baseball, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taco Paul, if you're still listening, uh, we haven't forgotten about you. We're going to get back to baseball right now. So I know he doesn't like the NBA, so he probably he probably just heard us talk for baseball for thirty seconds and then switched to the NBA, and he's like, "What the hell?" Definitely just suckered a bunch of non basketball fans into listening to a little basketball rant. Shout out, but, Brett Hoyer. But there we go. Um, you know, yeah, going back to so yeah, we have baseball. Cool, play ball. Baseball's um, back. Um, what are you said it wrong? Play ball. Play ball. Uh, play ball. <laughs> um, I'm gonna hit a home run. Let's have a hot Maybe two. Until beers go back to costing like a nickel, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna say it yeah. like that. <laughs> ten cent beer, ten cent beer night. Yeah. Oh yeah. There we go. Um, we know a thing or two about yeah. beer here in Cleveland. That's right. Uh, yeah, baseball's back officially. This isn't like, uh, hey, they're nearing an agreement and then it all falling apart. Like this is signed, sealed, delivered. Baseball is back. Uh, I, I have July a sincere 24th. question. Yeah. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic. It's Do the, you it's guys' the owner's fault? I know. Well, yeah, yeah. Rob Manfred, you said. No. I'll, I'll retire that bit. That got old. That got old. I apologize. Um, 
No, does do do you guys actually care? Like, are, are that's we a gonna, really good question. Are we going to be active baseball followers I'll, this year? I'll go first. Absolutely not. Because for one, it's sixty games. That's like thirty games in an NBA season. Like, that's just a joke to me. Yeah. Now I'll say this. I was talking to my roommate about it, and he, I was like, "Dude, are you even? Do you even care?" And he's like, "I do, just because it's one of his favorite sports." And I was like, "All right, I get that. You know, I, I do understand that. I can get more into not to bring up this again, but I can get more into the NBA because they're going to basically finish out the season, right? Whatever the MLB is doing, I get it. I fully understand why they're doing it, but I'm, it's going to be hard for me to pay attention. But. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those deals where, uh. Unless the Indians win the World Series, I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, well, all of a sudden, we're gonna we're gonna delete this episode well, and change yeah. our tune. I'm gonna I'm gonna put an asterisk by it, like it was a 60 game seat. But if the Indians win it, I'm not putting like hell no. I'm I, not putting asterisk. And you, by you know it. what? And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Because <laughs> Indians haven't I mean, won a World Series in, in 72 years. Realistically, I'm gonna. T- yeah, I, 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 I. The Indians have gone this long. Oh, forget that. No, I, want, I don't care. I don't I want, want to win this. Win. Oh, no, come on. because the only thing no, I'm going to hear. I understand what he's saying. The only thing we're going to hear is it wasn't real. I don't you care. You didn't earn it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. That, this one. I'll tell you right now, as an Astros fan. I was going to say. Praying, I'm praying we don't win it because I, do, I please, God, please can we get swept in the first round. I don't. Can we miss the <laughs> playoffs? Don't, don't even make the playoffs. I want to miss so, the playoffs and entirely. Again, I'm not even trying to dig in and, and, and take any low blows. I, Jordan and I have talked a little bit about this. If any fan base is stoked that the season hasn't resumed yet and that we're going to have a weird season, yeah. it's got to be the Houston Astros fan base. Oh, this was, well, I am. A, okay, this, but that's for different reasons. Right. No, but I mean, because this, this whole season was supposed to be screw the – it was going to be – you guys were going to be pinatas. It's still going to happen. Every pitcher was going to – I mean, it's still going to happen, but the sting is taken out of it. Well, yeah. 100%. No fans, so. Think about, like, the vitriol, the amount of Astros hate that exists. The yeah. one thing that unified every other fan base was screw the Astros and now the Yankees, it looks like. But dude, yeah, there's some weird stuff with them now. Yeah, that's another another can yeah, of worms. Well, I but, mean, that, that's the Yankees, like, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, though, looking at the Indians, if we win it this year, all we're gonna hear is talk of asterisks and it doesn't count. Care. It wasn't I a full care. season. I we have wait. I would rather I wait another decade or two. We, oh, we geez, waited. That's for, a, no, but here, but here's rough. But here's I would the thing. Rather wait. Here's the thing. It's I been 72 be, years. It might be another 70. You might not see it in your lifetime. I. You'd rather not see it. Yes. Then see it under want, these circumstances. I don't, I don't want this one. And like, if we win it, of course I'm gonna feel an immediate sense of, oh my god, we just won the World Series. No nah, man. And I'm then a- the next second, I'm gonna come back down to earth and say it wasn't real. We didn't actually earn it. No, you I'm know, not gonna I, do. I, 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 you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna thumb my nose and point my nose up at everybody and be like, no. Yeah, I see. I'm a World Series champion. <laughs> I, just, uh, it, I wonder how San Antonio's first fans felt when they won their 99 title, which was like a very short. Which was their season. first title in that yeah. run. Right. But and, they, and they won multiple. They, they, well, they, okay. Since they, then, they, they yeah, back, they're they a dynasty. Up. Right. But. But, okay. So if we win this year and then the Indians go on to win two of the next four Which five, they won't four. because they're going to blow up the team. No, yeah. It, it won't happen. Because the Dolans suck. If let's, that let's, let's, let's turn this from Manford sucks to the Dolans <laughs> suck. Okay. I can 100% on board with that. Um, I, I just, unless the Indians legitimately flip the switch and, and build some kind of dynasty where they win multiple beyond this year, yeah. I, it's just, it, it doesn't feel right that our fan base has waited for so long to win something so precious because in baseball, the grind is part of the deal. It's an insanely long season. It's a ton of games. It's wear and tear. 
everyone's got to face the injury gauntlet. Everyone's got to face the what happens when your number two, three starter goes down. We're, we're just we're not going to get some of the intimate like aspects of the game that you normally get. Because there's going to be guys that are going to hit 380, 400, <laughs> 420 this year. There's going to be pitchers who some pitchers are going to have an ERA of like 15 and some guys are going to have eras of, of, of 0.02 you know yeah. what i mean they're gonna you know here's it's just it's yeah, it's just not here's, gonna be here's real. what I'll, here's what i'll say you say that now but if it actually happens we'll play this one back i right. would love to see i would love to see that's your, a good point because there's been times where like i know this is it's a different comparison here. but there's been times where either one of my teams was really bad the year before and i was like i'm not interested in i'm I don't care about the next season. Again, this is a this is apples and oranges, but like, and then halfway through they're actually decent. I'm like, uh oh, I like, do that. You get with, back into it. You know, I what do I'm that saying? with the Blue Jackets. Well, I'm not yeah, a hockey at, guy. Look at uh, well, look at relevant, look, I'm like, look cool. at the, look at the Nationals last year. Yeah, they yeah. were like well, 15, that's an extreme. Example, they were like 15 yeah, games yeah. under 500 at the yeah. midway point, and they won the freaking World Series. Yeah. Or the St. Louis Blues did it in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the season, they had the worst the record in the NHL. The Blues was actually arguably even more. It was about the same, but it was almost more it impressive. It was more impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. That that example right there with the Nationals underscores my point. With a 60-game season, if you're 15 back, you're done. There's yeah, no chance. So like, last year's literal, like, or not last, last year? Yeah. The champion yeah. literally had, like, it's like a sprint versus, it's like it, I ran the, the 100 and the 200 in, in track versus, you know, the mile or the, the a 5K. Like, mm-hmm. there's only so much time in any given race. And looking at the baseball season as a marathon, you've got the time to make a, a midseason trade or for a couple guys to get healthy and make a serious run like the Nationals did. I just With 60 games, you're not going to do it. I mean, you did the math the other day. It's yeah. it's, it's playing four games in a, in the football season. Yeah, it's essentially playing. It's, they're, they're playing a third or a quarter of a season, essentially, yeah, between. But I'm just saying, man, if it if it happens, I I, I, I can't wait to hear your – I I hope it happens because right. I can't wait to hear your That would be an after. awesome problem so that, for me to have. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So – what so what 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 if what if we have the sixty game season? Somehow the Indians make the World Series. They're down three one, and they come back and they win the World Series. Are you still having that opinion? Oh man, okay. You put let's me let's let, let's say let's say let's say we let's say we play the it's a rematch with the Cubs of four years ago. They take the three to one lead, and we come back and we beat them. I mean, I won't. Yeah, I, I won't be able to pretend that that won't be exciting. The 3-1 dramatics, the mystique. I mean, 2016 was the year of the 3-1 comeback. And so to be on the other side of it in baseball would be spectacular, especially because – and I, I never really had a reason to hate the Cubs before that. And I don't really hate them. I, I respect them. I just – I'm still sour. Um, so, yeah. I just so, – well, well, I just I, I hate the fact that they made us the, the – now the, I know, the we're longest the, yeah. drought droughted team that part sucks no i think it's i think it was the nationals uh were previous they were even worse technically right because they had not the cubs no than the indians right or no oh no because the nationals weren't even they weren't even they were the expos they were the expos that's right right. never mind i I don't know how long they've been a team but yeah i guess to answer your question yeah i would definitely take a lot of joy in pulling off an upset of that nature or pulling a comeback i should say um yeah, of course. And again, it, it, definitely very hypothetical situation. Uh, of course, I'll be initially happy that we won it. But I think big picture, that for me, that 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 moment <coughs> of, oh, my God, we won will be like immediately just just that that fire will be doused. And, and because there's going to be so many reasons why it doesn't really feel real to me. 
And so, yeah, the the revenge tour, if it was us versus the Cubs, that would have some added value and mystique. Yeah. Um, but see, I still, I, man, I don't know. Like I said, I would love to have this problem, you know, whenever, I would too. whenever I, that see, comes I, to I, be. I still, I, I still disagree because I, like, I, I could see your point if, if it was just the Indians playing 60 games and the rest of the teams played 162. Like, hey, that's not fair. But everybody's on a level playing field. Yeah, it's not a typical season. That's whatever. true. This that isn't is true. Like, this isn't like, no offense and hate to bring it up, this isn't like the Astros stealing signs and cheating to win the World Series. Yeah, this is that's, everybody's, everybody's, everybody's I, I on the I would same. argue that that's <laughs> – if you look at the road the road wins, like that was – like there was still – Something to be built off of there, like when you're playing like a when you're playing a third of the games. Like I, I do understand what you're saying though. Everyone I'm saying is everybody's on a level a playing field. Right. Yeah, everybody's yeah. doing the same thing. I don't think that it means the Indians would have a, a a better or worse shot than any other team. My argument is that some of those teams that get off to a slow start, a la the Nationals, can really catch fire and turn into something. And that would actually be some interesting research that we could do. Is like how many teams that ultimately won a title, specifically in baseball ultimately started off as like a bottom third of the league team for the first yeah. quarter or half of the season. Cause I guess just what it's 60 games. We're not going to get a true sense of what a team is in its typical context. Sure. Everyone has to play the same number of games. So they technically have the same playing field, but I just, like I said, it just doesn't feel right. Maybe that's just me. I got to, you know, maybe I'm sounding like a purist in a sense. I, I'm maybe I need to just get with it and deal with it. But well, I, I, I just, think you're gonna have me, a lot of you're gonna have a lot of things that are gonna they're gonna lose a lot of fans. Yeah, I mean, the fact a, that there's you can't go to a ball game and get a beer and a, and a brat like oh, that the, the, that alone is yeah, gonna the like, state <laughs> of baseball right now sucks. Yeah. And you know we can talk about that, but you know I just I think here's here's what I think. I think with this 60 game thing, I think you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot of grief from the teams that just barely miss out on the playoffs because they're gonna be like, oh well, we're a team that uh, plays better over a long stretch of games, like. Shut up! Like you, you, I mean, that you, is kind of true, though. I, 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 I agree. get that. But, I agree with you but, in the end. But, but I can understand when that. you know how many games you have. Yeah. You know, there's a larger margin of error when you have 160 games. They're going into this knowing they have 60 games. Yeah. So teams that are usually slow starters, and a lot of a lot of teams. Uh, uh, I mean, you could you could you could point to a number of things, but um, maybe. Cold weather teams are yeah. start slower because they don't hit as well. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't, I don't that, know the no, science behind it. That's, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, like we're we're used but, to playing games in Cleveland in April. Like that's that is kind of crazy. And the the season this year was supposed to start at the end of March. Yeah, like at home. And, and a lot of the time, and I've never understood this. They they have games in Cleveland, in Chicago, in yeah. like Toronto. Well, Toronto, right? It's a dome, but still, the why they have games in outdoor northern stadiums, uh, in parks, like in april is is nuts to me but again another honestly tangent. i hope i hope i hope the yankees win no no what? i hope what? no 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 i hope no let me, let me no, because no one will except for yankees fans literally no one will be like oh this was this counts everyone's gonna be like well i guess screw I'm, that yeah. i don't actually I'm just such no, a i don't I, gotta, I don't even I, want them I, to get an asterisk no, title. I, you think, yeah, <laughs> I despise the yankees but what's going on i don't know what this is what are you, oh, doing? That's, what are you talking uh, about pull oh yeah we do need to talk what about, about it. Poll. We haven't talked about it. We haven't talked about it yet. Poll time. <laughs> yeah. 
We, but we're not talking about the NFL yet. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. We're having a fire discussion right now, and this guy yeah. goes off topic. He's just like, he's just like throwing his phone up at me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought, <laughs> I thought like, I thought like somebody tweeted at us like something derogatory yeah, or something. Thought we forget about it. Oh yeah. no, we got oh, it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. We're gonna talk about um, it when we uh, briefly talk about the NFL. You know, I, one more thing. I'll tell you what. One more thing on baseball, and then we can switch uh, to the NFL. I, I will say that. One thought about 60 games that I haven't given a lot of attention to that I think is worth noting. When you shorten the season, the games get that much more important. So I will say with a 60-game season, I wonder how much managers are going to change their tune on playing small ball. Are we going to see yeah. more you know, more uh, hit and runs? Are we going to see more small ball? Are we going to see a lot more? More you aggressive. Know, you know, yeah. you know how, how aggressive are they going to be? Uh, one of the propositions I – you know, with passing, just tweeting out that it's uh, baseball's on. Do we know one of the uh, proposed um, like rules or stipulations oh, was they were going to use the minor league o- uh, extra innings rule of a guy on second? God, I hope. So I don't. For those of you who don't know, Stupid. in the minors, I hate you this. go to extras, you automatically load a guy yeah. on second base, yep. which radically changes the game. It changes everything for the pitcher. It's it's and it, they're, I they're, don't like it. It's an idea for them to try and shorten the game so we don't have 16, 17 inning games. I understand that. Ridiculous. But it's a bad rule. I hate that rule. It's like, why are you using in the minors a, a different set of rules? It's like, why does, why does, why does, like, let's call it what it is. Quick sidebar. The NCAA, in terms of football, is the minor leagues for the NFL. It right. just is what it is. Right. Why are you using one set of rules in your minor league system that don't apply in the pro level? So, like, why do you, why can you get a, complete a catch with one foot in college yeah. instead of two in the NFL? Or why are you down um, when you when you're physically on a knee, even yeah. if you're not physically touched by an opposing player in college and not in the NFL? Like, I, I don't understand that. It, it, why are you playing by a different set of rules? Like, call it what it is. College football is the minor league system for the NFL. Right. Oh, so 100%. Same thing in baseball. Why are you operating with a different set of rules? And then why are you taking that stupid rule and bringing it to your pro level? Like, I understand. I would rather them, and this is a, definitely another can of worms, I'd rather just see ties. At the end of the day, now, with a 60-game season, I can understand if you have a whole bunch of ties and how that could screw things up. But let's just say if you can't figure it out by 11 innings, you get two extra innings. And if you can't figure it out by the end of the 11th inning, it's a tie. Now that's probably in a sixty-game season. I can imagine that that's going to cause a whole host of problems, or maybe yeah. I don't know. Like I just, I, that's I get, a soccer thing too. I get like, the spirit of what they're trying to do by shortening games because you're right. With such a tight window, they're not going to want seventeen-inning games. But are there that many seventeen-inning games that you need to implement? No, a there's whole like new rule to there's do? like one or two a season in a one hundred and sixty-two game and season. It's like, and yeah, you know, it's, it's just not, a few because they make a big deal about it. Yeah, it's, it's not like, that big of an issue to where you need to do something so drastic as to put somebody on second base when. When the inning starts right. like that's so ridiculous yeah I, i'm not a fan of the rule i think it changes it's the dumbest thing yeah it's like defensive three seconds in the nba yeah it's, it's the dumbest rule yep. i've ever heard shout out steve Stavano defensive three second seconds is a stupid stupid rule, rule. i also hate it on two oh, oh I'm it's a seven it's it's, and I live uh, in the it's not defensive three set because i'm holding my arm out and i'm i'm well, i'm with for, arm's for, length first of, a guy. of all there's defensive three seconds in almost every offensive sequence so i don't understand why they choose to enforce every no, time they enforce defensive three like, seconds it's I'm like just holding like, in the why? nfl you can call holding on every yeah, single play on every so play call it or don't pick one yeah so real quick before we uh, before we move Speaking on. Speaking of the NFL, um, no, well before we move on. Oh. Um, so Trevor Bauer uh, Ooh. went off last Twitter night on beef, Twitter, which I thought was kind of interesting because he was almost acting like a uh, he was almost acting like a uh, uh, like the man in the middle, 
because he was essentially calling out both sides. I tell you what, whether you love him or hate him, agree or disagree with him, Trevor Bauer will always give you his 100% self. He yes. will he will give you who he is and what he thinks. And he he will always give you his rationale behind what he's mm-hmm. saying. And for better or worse. Right. I I've been on record saying I can't stand his Twitter threads, but because that's Twitter, I go there for short, concise uh, news and enjoyment and social media and all that, and he's throwing out novels on, on every subject. But to each their own. That's 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 what he likes to do, and, you know, whatever. But yeah, to, to your point, he was talking, well, first of all, he had a whole long thread about how he thought and felt about things, and the, the short version is he thought that the league and the Players Association – went back and forth and back and forth to ultimately settle on a pretty bad deal in his mind for the players. Right. They gave up a lot of – the players gave up several concessions ultimately in exchange for the ability to file, uh, file grievances down the road. Right. And so, again, whether you agree or disagree, he laid out this whole long, you know, thought process. Right. And then he proceeded to get into a massive Twitter beef with Aubrey Huff. I saw uh, that. Who, <clears throat> you know, is a, you know. A clown. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that was, okay, we're going there, yeah. I'm not a fan. Um, you know, he's, he's a very uh, loud uh, and typically pretty conservative voice. Um, and ultimately, they went back and forth with several exchanges regarding, you know, who's better and who had a better, you know, Trevor Bauer brought in the analytics and their 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 wins above replacement. And then they went back and forth about the, tw- the rings and. Dude. Bauer called him uh, his participation trophies because Aubrey Huff hit like 111 in the playoffs or something. Well, he, it's, it's a whole. If you want to go yeah, find it, go I look mean, up Trevor. Huff Bowers. also was like MVP level in 2010. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. You know what was funny about? Real quick, I have to say this day we brought up Huff. He, Roosh is a a ro- big super Rockets fan. He's just like a Rockets fan who's famous on Twitter. His name is Roosh Williams, and he responded to one of Aubrey Huff's tweets and Aubrey thought he was an actual Rockets player and he was like oh, oh what titles have you ever won and he's like oh you didn't know I hit the game winner he was like pretending to be Mario Ellie and like yep. you know <laughs> yeah so stupid you gotta, yeah that is so funny I, I Social was media dying can about be that your best friend and your worst enemy <laughs> people tell on themselves a lot on the internet um real quick so yeah. uh the schedules uh information starting to leak on baseball oh wow, oh, wow. Wow. The plan is for teams to play 40 games in division and 20 games interleague with their geographic counterpart. So oh. the Indians will play 10 games against the Twins, White Sox, Royals, and Tigers, and then they will play the NL Central, so they will play four games apiece against the Cubs, Cardinals, Reds, Brewers, and Pirates. Oh, cool. Which is actually pretty cool because there's a lot of – you're going to see a lot of geographical rivalries. Like, you know, obviously uh, uh, the Indians and Reds, the battle for Ohio – uh, yeah, yeah. Cleveland Pittsburgh is a rivalry in anything. So mm-hmm. you got the Indians and the Pirates. And then you have the the rematch of the 16 World Series with the Cubs. And then uh Milwaukee who used to be an AL Central team. Yep. So the Indians know them very well. And then the Cardinals are just a bedrock MLB franchise. Yeah. So. Well, and not to mention I'm thinking with my uh Murray Kentucky hat, you know, from a couple years on there, a lot of Cardinals fans in that part of the yeah. world. And uh That'll be fun. I get to talk a little bit of smack yeah. with some old, some old college buddies, which is going to be kind of cool. I mean, that's yeah. I, do, I tell you what, I like that. And, I mean, it makes sense, right? It's practical. Yeah. It's going to save everybody on travel. It, it, We're not going to be going to easy. Seattle. We're yeah. not going to be doing anything. So, know, no Indians, Astros this year. Which is, Boo. No Astros, Yankees this year. Boo. Wait, yeah. how, how did that work out? Well, I'm just talking to you. Well, just, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, well that's I mean I, I like that and it makes sense. Because that's like this that's like the pseudo new biggest rivalry in baseball. Pseudo that's been an amazing rivalry. Oh, well, and well, now they apparently both cheat. So. I guess if they're both cheating, or is nobody <laughs> cheating? So I guess, <laughs> I just, is it like uh, you know no multiplying idea. a negative times a negative? I don't it just know. makes no me idea. more pissed off as an Indians fan. Yeah, I know. We lost. Yeah. We lost to. We, yeah. In 17, oh, we lost yeah. to the Yankees, and yep. in 18, we lost to the oh, Astros. you guys lost at home in the for game three. Well, yeah. You cheated. But, but it's been if you proven. At home, you still no, but we, at home. we, we, just, I mean, you guys. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's away. a funny thing to bring this up is all the Astros fans that when the picture oh. was, remember when the picture was leaked of the owner's son or whoever that was with a camera into the Indians dugout and all the Astros fans were like, no, no, he okay. was he was just making sure that the Indians say, weren't cheating. I'll say this: if you don't think if you, if it, let's say it was the Indians, if you guys don't think you'd be saying the same thing, of course we were gonna. Say, I, I, don't, I don't know what's going I don't on. Sound, None of that made I don't want to sound holier than thou, but if I found out that if if the Indians finally this goes back to even borderline my sixty game you know asterisk argument, if the Indians were to have won the World Series. <clears throat> And then it later comes out that they cheated to win it. I would be pissed. I well, that well, I mean, I wasn't happy about it. For but, me, I mean, that's nothing... that, that's where I draw the line of differing of it. If I knew that the Indians cheated to win the World Series, okay, yeah, there, there, it's like, okay, well, this kind of sucks. I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, I but mean, but for the for the shortened season thing where everybody's well, yeah, everybody's are, on the yeah. same playing field, I'm like, if we win the World Series, I mean, what's what's the difference between us winning the World Series and somebody else? It's just like it, everybody has the same set of rules, and we won it, so. You know that's my thinking on it, but Man. yeah, I thought the schedule is really interesting. I actually like that a lot. Uh, Are you th- telling me that baseball just got something right? Boy, they <laughs> I wouldn't consider this. <laughs> well, you know, it's 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 it's, it's probably it, it, it's it's the first thing we've heard about that the owners and the players probably have nothing to do with. That, actually, you know what they do? Point. They probably they probably actually negotiated that because yeah. but because with the whole schedule, it's a computer generated schedule thing that they you know they have some sort of algorithm or whatever that they generate a schedule but um for this they probably were like the the owners and the players are like okay let's limit travel uh we only have 60 games so obviously we're going to play the majority of them against division foes which is which baseball's geographical so um you know it's you know that's not hard so i guess i was trying to give them credit but for doing something. Well, I actually, you know what? I should give them credit because, yeah, it was them, and they negotiated. They probably negotiated that, and we all agree that it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it is the first thing that's been that seemed to have made a lot of sense in a while with baseball. So yeah, for sure. There we go. Well, let's end them on a high note. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we missed some stuff, but you know, whatever. We've got what uh, three and a half more weeks until no four a month until the season yeah, starts. About a month. So we got four more weeks of talking about how the baseball season is going to start. But okay, so let's uh, let's go to the NFL now. Hey, Jimmy, let's talk about our poll. What do you say, Jordan? Yes, our poll. Um, so the poll this week, we decided to touch on uh, your boys, or your boys, your boy Baker, who uh, has made it pretty clear that he is going to be supporting uh, his black teammates and uh, kneeling with them to protest police brutality uh, and other various injustices that have been um, that the black community and other minorities have suffered in this country. Um, a quick read on comments and Twitter or Facebook 
news stories about this will reveal there's some uh, heated Browns fans. Uh, so we decided to ask our, our followers, does Baker's decision to take a knee during the National Anthem impact whether you'll watch the Browns this season? Uh, this was pretty lopsided. 96% said no. And then there was 4% of y'all that said yes. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm the biggest Baker apologist there is, so yeah. it wasn't me. Baker can so, do yeah. almost no wrong in my eyes. 4% of y'all. We well, should have a I talk. Wonder, 4%, we should have a talk, yeah. This yeah. Is, <laughs> so, well, here's a thought. Maybe what if somebody answered yes I was thinking. I yeah, I was thinking the yes, same thing. Because now I'm going to pay attention more. That's that was I when I saw the tweet. I was yeah, the wording, so busy. We screwed up the wording. A little I was so busy. It's that not on. It's not on you, Jimmy, because you sent it you to all of us. And we we're like, yeah, that good. looks good. Because so, I could totally see someone who. It's all of us. We I, I'll, I'll tell it. you right now. It's no surprise I don't like Baker. There's a lot of reasons why I don't like Baker. <laughs> but <her>. I <laughs> hate her. Okay. <laughs> um. But I He's drinking the haterade. I am drinking the haterade. He's an Oklahoma boy from Texas, the worst kind. <laughs> um, uh, that's because Texas didn't recruit him. I don't. I don't know if that would have helped Texas, but maybe. Okay. <laughs> they have deeper problems than. That. <laughs> um. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, I gained a lot of respect for Baker. Uh, I still don't like him for those silly reasons but i gained a lot of respect and i and i do and i do like him now because of this it you know it it shows me it shows me something about who he is as a person which matters more than if he played for oklahoma or not Mm -hmm. um and i think that's really cool so i totally understand how that maybe this percentage was meaning that i don't know but i also know there's i i know browns fans that are like pissed off about this and i'm like yeah okay. you're, yeah every nfl city has those <laughs> <All> fans <laughs> grow up <laughs> yeah it's just man just i think it's it's been explained now in so many different yeah, ways how there's... this isn't about the flag right right it never has been about the flag yeah so stop and freaking out about and, it and even if it was about the flag you could still make an argument that the flag symbolizes a country that for black people and minorities, it hasn't been a wonderful experience for a lot of times, you know, for most of our history, unfortunately. So, you know, I, and then if you really go deeper and study, like he talked, uh, uh, Ka- Kaepernick talked to, what was it Pat Tillman and or was it him? No, or Pat Tillman was already dead. He talked to Nate Boyer. I'm sorry. Wow. <laughs> Confusing <laughs> to, uh, Pat Tillman died in 2004. I apologize about that. Yeah, but he talked to he talked to some Nate Boyer. He yeah. talked to Nate Boyer. He played for the know. Patriots. He was a yeah. Green Beret, I think. Nate Boyer. Yeah, that's I what it so. is. Yeah, he was a Green Beret. Again, yeah. mix that up. <laughs> that's all right. But I meant, uh, yeah. yeah, he talked to a guy who played in the NFL and was also in the Armed Forces right. to make sure he's doing it right. Uh, and and when you know that, and you know yeah. that he was told, told, hey, kneel do, and do to be respectful. That's what we do. I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who are willingly not listening because they That's, have some stuff. You hit the nail on yeah, the head. I, 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 I at, really at this think point, that. we've said it in about a million different ways, a million times on this podcast alone. Yeah. Let alone, yeah. we've heard this from multiple, from Colin Kaepernick himself and other high-profile athletes. Like, if, at this point, if if you're not getting it, you're it's because you're choosing to. You're intentionally not paying attention um so yeah at, i agree at the end of the day if, if folks are gonna pay it's kind of like for me like with nascar with you know recent events 
I paid attention to a NASCAR race. I paid attention to Talladega. Yeah. For honestly, and this is you know silly, but like 15 minutes or so, and that's probably the most I've ever watched of any NASCAR event ever before. Um, like, I guess I watched. In, so in in that case, yeah, I watched more because of recent events. And so maybe somebody who answered this poll like that meant yeah. that. I don't know if that's. I, maybe I'm giving folks too much credit. I don't know. I think you're so, giving folks too much yeah. credit. It might be. There's still yeah, a lot of people and in this I country. I think the who, fact that it was so lopsided, for and I would argue the right way, that tells me something that you're probably okay. Right. So I you're think most people right. did fully understand what that was saying. You know, I. Yeah. It, I mean, Baker. Even you know, Baker knows this. You know, Baker knows that there's a percentage of his fan base that are gonna actually be mad about oh this. he said it he said I, yeah. I don't care if i lose fans like i'm always right. going to be true to who right. i am right and yeah so uh kudos to baker that's really cool to see yeah. from him uh, especially as the quarterback mm-hmm. and as a white man you know who could be silent if he wanted to and yeah. nobody would i mean some people would give him crap but he could if he wanted to and he's not being silent. Well, so other quarterbacks currently are right. Yeah, now. yeah. I'm glad my quarterback's saying something and yeah. using, using his platform. Absolutely. For good. Yeah. So because he could be like the uh, owner of the Cowboys and just not say anything. Yeah, just, just be silent. Be totally silent. <laughs> Even though you know he has a uh, a roster that you know, like any other NFL roster, is 70 percent African American, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the quarterback that he's now right now negotiating a long term contract with is an African American. Um, right. And uh, you know. He was very vocal about, um, but even even with Jerry Jones, it's it's unfortunate that he's been silent. But it's better than the alternative, which is what he was four years ago when this first started, where right. he essentially told his players, "If you kneel, uh, you will be cut. You will be fired." Essentially, it'll be interesting um, to see how when football finally gets here, how that messaging changes. I don't know if yeah, it's going to yeah. be internal. Well, did memos. you did you guys see uh, the uh, San Francisco 49ers uh, raised a Black Lives Matter flag at their stadium today. Wow. I did not know that. That's wow. pretty awesome. Yeah. I tell you what, I hope there's fans for two reasons. First, I want to see the Texans live when they come here. And I want fans to be at games because that makes the atmosphere fun. But two, I I, I want to see it because I don't know how they're going to react to the to, to the protests that are going to go on. I have a feeling you're going to hear a lot of boos, unfortunately. I would hope that's not the case, yeah. and I would hope the cheers outweigh the booze or whatever, however you would. I think <laughs> I think it might be a little bit different this time because it's not going to be a minority. Because That's true. In 2016, you would see, at the most, you would see one to two players at mm-hmm. a handful of games that would be. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. even every, yeah. every team. You're right, you're right. Now I think you're going to see essentially every player on every team, probably at least for the first game. I mean, yeah, take a knee for yeah. national anthem. I mean, you have like what are you gonna do? Boo you your have entire like, team? You, I mean, yeah. some people will. I think some people. Some will. people will. I, I tell you what, you have when you have like a whole other countries doing these protests too. Good grief! If I that's mean, yeah, not a way, I mean, European like European soccer leagues. Yeah, you, are yeah. Every day, right? Could, and, the Premier League doesn't have last names on their jerseys right now. It says Black Lives Matter. By the way, quick side, which back. I think was just for this weekend. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean. Right, they, but, they, but they're going to have the patch for the whole year. That's a statement, though. Yeah, you know? yeah, but th- but this is another. It, it's just another reason why this isn't about the American flag. Like, yes, like leagues, countries all over the world are doing this. This is about uh, a group of people who have been uh, unjustly <laughs> treated for 
centuries ever yeah really um yeah. ever in our country like yeah. ever since we've been and, yeah and it's even yeah. worse in europe than it is here like people yeah. people yeah people also right. don't want right. to say this because everybody sees what's happening in the u.s but these european countries have to take oh, a look in the mirror because it's worse there brutal. than it is here absolutely i mean you hear it all the time it's, it's a lot more i would argue in some ways it's more open from what i understand i've heard like, similar and, yeah yeah yeah, because I well, I mean, uh, you know, there are instances in European countries, and it's happened every European. Yeah. I know people. Yeah. I take offense to this because I'm Italian. People like to, people like to say, "Oh, it happens in the Italian." Like, no, it happens in England. Oh, it's too. everywhere. Oh gosh, it yeah. happens in yes. Serbia. It happens in Germany. It happens. Mm. But like, you'll see like pe- like fans throwing bananas on the field and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. That does not fly here. No. no. If anybody was to do that, that here, that, they'd be prosecuted. To be fair, and like a few times, stuff like that has happened. It's like there's really no one defending it. Like everyone's right. like, nope. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, uh, to kind of bounce off that a little bit before we uh, end this NFL uh, discussion is um, the Browns uh, put out their latest episode of their Building the Browns. Um, I don't know. It's not a documentary. It's a, it's a behind the, behind the scenes behind the scenes look uh, at the team and a lot of. More and more teams are doing this. I know the Chiefs do like Chiefs Kingdom and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and um, all that sort of stuff. But uh, this this week's episode was dedicated essentially to everything that's going on in our country, and uh, I just I wanted to bring it to light. If you haven't seen it, uh, search "Building the Browns" on YouTube, watch it. Uh, I would stand up and applaud uh, our new coach Kevin Stefanski, Andrew Barry, obviously. Um, I thought one of the most, one of the most, uh, I guess, poignant moments of that was the Browns canceled all of their meetings on the funeral day for George Floyd. Obviously they're in Cleveland, so they, they couldn't go to the funeral, but they wanted to observe it. And actually, you know, the players aren't in the facility yet. So, but the front office actually went to Tamir Rice's memorial on that day of George Floyd's funeral, laid flowers and, you know, paid their respects. Um, socially distant, of course. But I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool how they talked to Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, uh, Glenn Cook, and then I, I apologize. I can't I, I can't pronounce the guy's name. I don't want to butcher it, but his, like, Ansa something or whatever. It's basically Andrew Barry's right-hand man. Uh, he came from the 49ers about how they talk about their experiences, how they talk about how uh, what the Browns have been doing, what they want to do as an organization. Um, and it's just a really, really, really good uh, watch to kind of learn more about what's going on, even in our community, not even on a national perspective, but just what's going on in our community with yeah. everything. Um, so I don't, know, I don't know if you guys watched it, but uh, if you guys had any thoughts. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I mean, it was it – was, so I had Miles watched, Garrett as well. I forgot yeah, to mention him, Miles but. Garrett definitely. Um, who I hadn't watched any of the Building the Browns uh, up until this point, and when Dan mentioned it, I wanted to check it out. So I, I, I was actually able to catch up on all of them. Uh, they're really well done. They're really quick watches. They're, you know, they're yeah. It, they actually just won their third Emmy. Yeah. Oh, did they really? This weekend. Yeah. Nice. They give a really really cool insight into. Um, you know, some of the earlier episodes are talking about, you know, scouting and pre-drafts and some process. And, you know, the episode that Dan's talking about gave just some really great insight into, you know, again, locally and nationally what's going on in this country and what the Browns are doing about it. 
you know, the, uh, you know, Kevin Stefanski's chief of staff uh, is a woman, which is not uh, not the most uh, common um, thing in the NFL these days. And so there's just we also recently just hired a couple female scouts. Yeah. Um, and so that was, yeah, it was another part of the you episode. know on, on top of um, you know taking a real hard look at how you know black players and community members are treated in this country. They're also talking about how. There are some women, you know, breaking down barriers in the NFL, and I'm really proud of the fact that the Browns are a part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dan said this in, in, in past episodes, and I, I, I agree and want to echo it. You know, the you know the Haslam's, for better or worse, have been a part of this community for a little while now, and one of the things that is definitely to their credit is they are, you know, they are not just hiring people that look like them. They are really going above and beyond to sincerely find people that they think are the best fit for the job. And trust me, I'll be the first to admit that they've hired some duds. Oh God, yeah. Um, but I am I'm glad that they hired folks. Even if it didn't work out, I trust that they were doing what they thought was right in the moment. They yeah. weren't just doing, you know, what they had to do for PR purposes. They weren't, you know, you know, there was no no like nonsense. It was just they were trying to hire who they thought was best. Yeah. And that doesn't matter you know, what color your skin is or whether you're a man or a woman or whatever the case may be. So right. it was just really cool to see behind the scenes and I'm, I'm glad they did it. And I'm, I'm a fan of the, the, the building, the Browns. I'm actually probably just going to go back and, you know, I, I watch like 2019s just, yeah. just for kicks because I never oh, watched God. any of it. And just, it might be funny to get a kick out some of it. Of it it's just like, yeah, dude, some of the, some, uh, some of the, uh, the episodes cringe. right after we traded for OBJ, where he like comes up and he comes and he daps up Freddie Kitchens in the in the team facility. It's just like you watch that then and you're like, we're gonna win the freaking Super Bowl. And then you watch it now, it's just like, oh my god, I'm gonna throw up. Yeah, I'm gonna yep. be sick. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so kudos to the Browns. Uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully all this good good stuff that they're doing off the field will eventually manifest itself in, into into good stuff on the field. But we're still waiting for that. So <laughs> hopefully this year. But uh, but yeah. So uh, yeah, that uh. Um, also, real quick, I just wanted to touch on how cool I thought it was with uh, everything that happened with NASCAR yesterday. Yeah. Um, for a sport. I, I use air quotes when I say sport, um, and a league that has either been silent or turned a blind eye to all of this stuff up until now, for them to completely make a 180 on all of this stuff is incredible. And who knows, you know, how often have they had a, uh, a black driver? I have like, no idea. Right. So like who well, knows? Know, who knows? Now he's the only. He's the only one. Time one. Like yeah. who? Who knows if? Who knows if they would have done anything if they didn't have a black driver like on their roster? But I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and the credit because of how genuinely they've um, kind of not only ch- not necessarily changed their stance because I you know I don't think NASCAR is like anti-black or whatever, but right. But right, like I, I get they're that. actually acknowledging it and they're actually stepping. It, you know, Kevin Stefanski. You heard it on this episode of Building the Browns. He, t- he talked about getting in the game. Like, we're not standing on the sidelines anymore. We're getting into the game. And I think NASCAR, for too long, mainly because most of their their audience and their um, clientele are, uh, you know, white people. Yeah. Um, so they they honestly never had a reason to get in the game. But it, it's, it's amazing how, you know, all this stuff happened and – Unlike, I'm going to bring up Jerry Jones again, but unlike uh, guys like Jerry Jones, they're 
they're like, okay, enough's enough. We're going to get into this now, and we're going to be uh, full steam ahead with it. And that video and that, that picture and that scene of all the drivers and the teams essentially like pushing Bubba Watson. Yeah, that was very I moving. keep saying Bubba Watson like he's the golfer. Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace. Pushing his car and seeing yeah. him get out and be so emotional. And the thing that touched me the most was Richard Petty being there yep. and embracing him. You know, that's, that's one of his drivers on his team. Richard Petty's an 82-year-old guy who, you know, doesn't have to be there you know, with the risk of going on with the virus and everything. And he was there. He's like, I'm going to be there. He hasn't been to a, he hasn't been to a race since NASCAR restarted, mm-hmm. but he's like, I have to be there today for my driver and, you know, yeah. show him that he matters to me. So to see Bubba Wallace be overcome with emotion right. and, uh, it was a moving scene. Absolutely. Dude, that picture of yeah, just his car just, and yeah, everybody, everybody pushing, pushing it. it. Yeah. Just, and, and like, there's some people of course, jawing off because, the FBI concluded that the incident wasn't a hate crime. It was some misunderstanding of some sort of, I don't know, lever or, or belt that pulls the garage down. I want to make this comment about that because, A, first of all, Bubba did not first see or report this. He was right. told this when his team saw it. Other people saw it and reported it to NASCAR, and NASCAR came to Bubba and told him what was going on. So please do not blame Bubba. Wallace for this. Please stop being offensive and saying that, oh, another Jesse Smollett. I don't need to explain how offensive that is to say that, first of all. Number two, I think it speaks volumes to the climate we're in right now that his own team or whoever opened the garage door and saw that saw saw an object that was shaped like a noose. And immediately thought the worst. I think that speaks volumes to the climate and the world we live in right now. We should not have to look at a part of a garage and and, and knowing your driver that you work for is a black man and think, oh no, what is this? But that's the world we live in, you know? And some of the ugly comments that have been floating around Facebook and and, and Twitter and even just people speaking in person, like it proves everything you need to know about what's going on. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and and I cannot stress enough. This is not bubble Wallace's (laughs) fault at all. He was not going around trying to make a show of it. He was told and approached, Hey, we found something in the garage. Thank goodness. It wasn't actually a hate crime. Because I'm sure he can rest a little easier now, knowing that there wasn't someone within the NASCAR community that did this to him. But it still is an incident that exposed a lot of things that are going on in this world. So I still stand with Bubba Wallace. I know we all do here at this table. Uh, And I would hope that people please be rational when you think about this incident. Yeah, I think that... You know, NASCAR has gotten a lot of flack from a lot of their diehard fan base about, you know, the banning of the Confederate flag uh, at their events. And, you know, ultimately some of the statements made regarding Bubba, um, you know, it's my hope. I have no ability to prove this right now. It's my hope that for every one person that throws their hands up and say, I, you know, you're ruining the sport that I love and I'm out. I hope that there's at least one person or more who are saying, wow, NASCAR's maybe not got the best track record, but they're turning it around. 
in my mind, better late than never, right? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they're finally, you know, being vocal about this, and it's exactly like you guys have both said. Yeah. Um, Bubba doesn't deserve the hate, and NASCAR, you know, for they've been who they've been for years, and I, I want to move past that because at least in this moment, I think they handled it pretty, pretty damn well. Yeah. Yeah, they've been proactive with it, um, which we said before we recorded the episode was them being proactive rather than reactive because it would have been for a sport that has had the stance that they've had in the past, it would have been really easy for them to be reactive and be like, you know what, we're going to launch an investigation and, you know, we'll we'll figure out what we figure out, you know, when we, you know, decipher what actually happened. No, they're they're coming out. They're, they see um, how this affected their, their driver. Um and they came out and they supported him right away, whether, you know, it happened or it didn't happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's better than the alternative. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, because cause what, what bad does it do supporting your driver uh, anyway? Right. Like, it doesn't, it there's, doesn't. There's, there's, there's no, there's no negative <laughs> right. to that. Exactly. Even after the investigation, the worst we can say is, okay, okay, cool. We're, we're glad it wasn't what it looked like at first but at least they yeah. did the right thing in the moment yeah rather than if it was the other way around right. if they had said or done nothing and it legitimately was you know a member of his pit crew or an yep. opposing team or somebody legitimately did this we're having a whole another conversation right now right so right 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 i'm glad that uh bubba got some love and support you know from fans and, and teammates and and rivals alike and you know kudos to nascar for for being on the right side of this one for sure sure uh all right yeah so uh that's uh that's gonna do it content wise this week i think do we have anything else well I don't we think do so. actually have one last thing that we oh no about. what do they do uh, it is the lakewood truck park that oh i forgot yeah so yeah. jordan jordan went to the uh lakewood truck park uh this weekend yeah how was it and uh you know give us your take yeah so we in previous episodes, and I mean like months ago, months and months ago, we had been teasing this and, hey, it's being built. We don't know any details. Well, it's open now, finally. They were delayed, actually, because they were trying to get a liquor license due to the virus. Everything's backed up with the government. So they got it this weekend. It was a last-second announcement. Due to the delay in getting their liquor license and their last-second announcement, they only had one truck, Fahrenheit, which is also a restaurant in Tremont. Um so there wasn't a lot going on for the food truck aspect of it, but the bar was hopping. Uh, I mean, they have a, uh, you know, they have the main indoor quote unquote and I, bar, and I say that because it has garage doors, like almost not 360, but a good portion of it is garage doors. So they lift those up, and it feels like you're outdoors. They have another bar outdoors, that's like a little hut almost, and you know you can get drinks there. And other than that, it's just you know picnic tables set up around around the yard it's really fun it's really chill it's it's a an amazing environment it's it's so it's such a summer thing you know now they do have plans to be open permanent like throughout the year and they're gonna have pit fire pits and um and heaters and whatnot but you know it's in all intents and purposes it's a summer summer vibe and it was great i mean like i said only one truck but but they have plans to have a schedule, a rotating schedule of trucks. And so you can look ahead and see which ones are coming. And there'll be probably two, three, maybe four, I heard, or something. So there'll be a lot yeah. of options on, a, on an average night. And they're open seven days a week. 
So how many how many tables are there? Ah, uh, that's tough. I mean, I could probably just look up a picture real quick, but um, and I need to pull up their Instagram anyways. But there's this probably about I'd say ten tables maybe. Um, there's a good amount. You know, it, it's enough to where you, you know opening night right. was pretty crowded, but most nights I, I get the feeling that it's a table won't be too hard to get. Um, and by the way, you should follow them. It's literally just Lakewood truck park on Instagram. Uh, look them up on, on uh, Facebook too, I suppose, but Instagram's a place to go. Cause they're, they're announcing, they give announcements every day, which uh, trucks are going to be there. So until they have that official schedule out, your best bet is to just look on Instagram. They'll post it each morning. Who's planning to be there. And, uh, and if not, you know, if you're not into the truck that's there, it's still a great place to grab a, a, a drink. I mean, they got a decent draft list and a ton of cans and bottles. It's it's a fun place. I really like this place, and I think it fits perfectly in Lakewood, and I look forward to going there throughout this summer. Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. It's a different concept uh, for Cleveland. We don't We don't have anything like this, really. We don't, yeah. in the city. This is a thing that... It seems like a Texas thing, almost. Yeah. No, you want a fun fact. The first one of these I ever saw was in Houston. Mm-hmm. So they have the... It's a similar... It's in the city, so it's like an more of an urban... More even more urban than what Lakewood is. But it's like nestled in between some buildings, and you just have this little courtyard thing that they turned into a food truck park. Exact same concept. So, yeah, it's more of a southern thing, I guess, but it... It's I mean, perfect ma- in Lakewood. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, you know, yeah. outdoor thing. Yeah, and they can be more, open yeah. even more right. easily 365. Right, right. But. So, awesome. Cool. Yeah. So give I it could, a check. I mean, seriously, yeah, even I'm just around, check it out. you know. Yeah, like, It's sure. great. All right. Well, I think that does it for us then. Um, real quick, anybody got any shout-outs this week? I know I keep – last week I sprung this on you guys, but – it's it, it it's a segment of the podcast. Yeah, you I should know, know I this always, every week. I, <laughs> Here, I'll start. I want to shout out Papa Pasarchik for letting us record our episodes yeah. on uh, the beautiful deck here at uh, Casa de Pasarchik in Strongsville, Ohio. So shout out, nice um, to the big man inside right now. I like that. I'm gonna go and, next. Uh, yeah, oh, go sorry, ahead. No, I'm done. Uh, shout out to the Premier League for getting their uh, shit together and figuring it out because. <laughs> I uh, didn't think I would enjoy the games without fans, but I've been just fully engrossed in the two games I've seen. So it is it is nice to when have it's the, your own uh, team too. It, it helps, right? It is nice to have the um, uh, the filled crowd noise uh, in the games. I haven't watched it with that yet. I it, I haven't. It, it sounds probably it sounds helps. like a normal game. It probably helps. Yeah. 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 The only thing is you can't like actually see fans at the stadium. Right. Right. But shout out for live sports coming back. Anybody else? Uh, sorry, I can go real quick. <laughs> kind of going off of what Dan said with uh, my dad, I'll say shout out to all dads considering it was Father's hey! Day. Damn it, I was going to do that. Oh, <laughs> darn. <laughs> Should have stepped up. Um, shout out to all the dads. Happy belated Father's Day. You all are the best. Hopefully your kids got you more than just a tie or some gift card, even best. though that's kind of what I did. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to dads. I'll double down. Happy belated Father's Day, everybody. I hope that you had a great day. Week. <laughs> All right. There's a dog fight a brewing. Uh-oh. Um, 
So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for uh, checking us out. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And Google Podcasts, I believe. Is it? My buddy told me about this the other day. I got one of my buddies. See, I see. We don't. I don't. I don't, don't know. Even know. <laughs> I I don't know if it just pulls our Google? RSS. I yeah. have no idea. I don't, I don't put it like. So I want to give. Oh, here's a go. Here's a shout out. My good buddy Michael. Michael, hope you're listening to this one. And uh, he listened to was it last week or two weeks ago? He was. We texted me and tweeting at me a couple weeks ago about uh, one of the episodes he was listening to, and I tweeted something out about uh, where you could find us, and he responded uh, and Google Podcast too. Apparently, oh, wow. sure so, enough, we are on there. There you Shout go. out <laughs> Google. The, Google is Skynet, man. Google I'm knows everything. You. So yeah, that's so, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're you on Google Podcasts. You have too. no reason to not find us. Yeah, so, absolutely. Share this with your friends. Yeah, and then also that's <laughs> my phone heard me say At Google that, and started talking. Was it Donko? Okay, Ireland? Google. It could have been. <laughs> but anyway. Um, you can find all of our embedded links to all of our episodes at our website, lotlpodcast.com. And you can follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. So, with all that being said, appreciate you listening again, checking us out. For Jordan, Jimmy, and Ryan, I'm Dan. And you've been listening to Living Off the Land, episode 114. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Don't be surprised.